Hi, I'm Quentin D'Souza, and you're listening to Get Real Wealthy. Create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing. Make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. In this episode, this member is looking to pull equity out of his properties to reinvest. We explore how investing in larger multifamily properties might be the best strategy for achieving his goal of building wealth. Have a listen. What, what I like to do with these calls is uh, I like to just to get um, a little bit of a sense of where you are, where you're at and where you want to go. But maybe what you can start off with is just give us a little overview about where you are in your real estate uh, investing journey and where you are looking to go. Okay. Yeah. So um, I, I currently own five properties in Oshawa. Mm -hmm. Three of them are singles. Mm -hmm. Two of them are duplexes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, of those five, four of them I bought in 2010 and 2011. Okay. So there's a lot of equity trapped in those. Mm-hmm. The fifth duplex um, I, I bought in 2017, and I renovated it to, uh, uh, to legalize. Okay. Okay, so, and, and uh, of, of my... Uh, uh, of the four singles that I had bought, I was I was fortunate enough to be able to grandfather one of them in to legalize a basement apartment in a semi. Okay, so that's why I have three singles and and two duplexes now. Okay, and the other singles, uh, are you able to to convert them at all or no? No, no. Um, the uh, I know I know the uh, that that window of t- that window of opportunity around 2017 is closed. Um, there, um, physically, I think one of my uh, semis could do it, but I don't have any grandfathering in. There was never a kitchen there, a second kitchen, so it's it uh, that that opportunity is, is not doesn't even exist. Okay. Okay, and then um, so back in 2010, that means that you're probably sitting on, oh, oh, that's like almost doubled, probably. Uh, tripled. Yeah. Tripled, practically. Okay. So, so I, so um, a few things happened. Um, in one of my singles, um, my uh, I had a problem with one of the tenants, uh, and luckily she's moving out uh, at the end of this month. So. I was thinking, uh, I was tossing the idea of either just renovating it and renting it out again for much better rent or just selling it. And so, and uh, my gut feeling now is it's a single, I should, I'm thinking that I should probably cash in and try to make the money work harder for me. Yes, for sure. Yeah. And, and, and I have the opportunity since my tenant is leaving. I don't, ha- I don't have the heart to, uh, uh, to tell a tenant that I'm, that they have to go because I'm selling. Oh, Okay. All right, I understand. Uh, uh, that's not a problem. And then, what about uh, what's your goals behind this? So, what are you trying to do? Are you trying to achieve cash flow? Are you trying to achieve net worth? Um, what's your goal behind your real estate investing uh, right now? And let's say for the future, uh, set up lines of credits on all of my properties to give me access to the equity. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if I have somewhere to the tune of about 1.5 million in equity to play with, which is a pretty, which is a a really deep pocket. Mm -hmm. So, um, now I know it's hard to find cash flow in Oshawa now. So I'm, 
looking at places like uh, Peterborough, Coburg, and maybe even Belleville. Um, so I guess my the, the crossroads that I'm at now is if I have such uh, such access to to this much capital, um, I'm not. I, I guess I'm sort of looking for a little bit of guidance and mentor um, uh, coaching mentorship, or at least someone to point me in the direction about whether I'd be better off continuing to um, buy bungalows and legalize uh, basement apartments, or if I should uh, uh, try to get into multifamily. What, so is your goal to create additional net worth or are you trying to um, use like live off the cash flow from your investment properties? Um, at this point, I would say net worth. Then hands down, it's uh, multifamily. Like there's not even okay. a question in my mind. Like there's no there's, there's no reason why you shouldn't. And um, the numbers work well, especially if you purchase it correctly. Um, okay. And the um, the idea behind so I would say that the one to four unit um, properties are more towards generating cash flow and appreciation, but. Okay. Um, on the if you're looking for wealth, hands down, the apartment buildings will do it for you. And the thing about the apartment buildings is that there's different approaches that you can take to do it. You can invest yourself. You can invest with somebody else. You can do what you know different approaches. Um, they are like wealth generators, and the best thing about them is that you can refinance them. Um, and you don't have, and it has little to do with your own income or the income that um, you typically, the roadblocks that you run into in the one to four unit space. Right. Uh, there aren't those. Um, right. You know, you're looking at the income and expenses for the property. I mean, there's there's a little bit of back and forth now because CMHC are are not allowing you to do equity takeouts unless you're using the funds for renovations or for um, uh, buying additional properties, but you just go conventional. Like people are making a mountain out of a molehill here. Um, so you just go to conventional lending and you'll be able to access the funds. And then maybe you go back and do CMHC after, like, a, you know, put it on a one-year term or, or whatever. Like there's, there's a lot of different ways of doing it. I think um, right. if you're interested in um, multifamily from a like net worth perspective, then that's a great way of, of going about it. Um, one of the things I'm going to suggest is on the Education REI website, there's a lot of presentations that are like Pierre-Paul Terjean, uh, Paul, uh, there's a few other people that talk about multifamily and apartment building investing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Definitely go back and listen to those. That's a great place to start. Right. Okay. Um, yeah, and that'll help you on the right path. You need to find a realtor that actually does multifamily buildings. Um, okay. That's the different realtor than what you would normally deal with. Um, I can look at giving you a couple of referrals on on the on the realtor front. So okay. if that's a, um, I'll just make a note. That's something that I can do, but you need to decide that that's what you're, the direction you're going. Um, okay. When you're talking about multifamily, you've got to remember that like you're not going to be putting 80% down typically on right. a property. You're, you're probably putting closer to 70% down, maybe even, sorry, 30% down or 35% down, depending on right. what your purchase price is. 
Yes. Um, you know, and uh, if you're in the market with, um, you know, for these buildings, it's pretty competitive on the lower end. So if you're working in the six to 12 unit range, it's pretty competitive. Um, uh, as you get into bigger units, there is some, there's still competition. There's still quite a bit, but it gets less okay. and less the bigger you go, right? I see. Okay. I think, I think uh, um, in my situation, I probably have to be playing within the six to 12 sandbox. Right. So then what you want to do is a, you know, um, start approaching people who have six to 12 units and see if they're interested in selling those. Um, you can okay. connect with realtors and find out whether they have, like usually the residential realtors, they may once in a while run into somebody with a 12 unit. But what you want to do is look at look at who is listing properties in the area and then contact them, right? When they're listing eight to 12 or six to 12 unit properties, they're probably getting other six to 12 unit properties. So you probably want to, to, to talk to them and see. Um, I think there was somebody who just posted an eight unit in Whitby. Now that, yeah, the, the numbers don't really work well for me anyways. They're at, like the cap rate is 2.7 or something like that. Oh, okay. It's quite low, but but they're also trying to sell the property based on future rent prices, right? Right, and yes, yeah, I saw that. And if you do that, you're actually losing the value of the increase, right? So I find it interesting that people do that. It's going to take some time to, to learn about the multifamily space and gain a reputation. But I mean, you can do it. And, you know, the, the thing is, you know, to make sure that you're getting a yield on your money, right? You want to get a interest rate. Let's say your interest rate is 2% and the cap rate is 4%. At least you've got a spread there. Right, um, okay. you know, and and that that may be one way for you to 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 look at that. Um, when your cap rate is really important, but also if there's the like, well, how are you going to increase the value of the property? Usually, it's on turnovers, right? Right. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've uh, I've I've seen a lot, and I've read I've read I've read a lot about uh, buying a building that where the rents are under market and the the units have not been really uh, updated. So every time someone comes out, you 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 uh, throw some money at it to upgrade the unit, and then uh, rent it for at, at market. And then suddenly, based on your gross rent multiplier or the cap rate, your value your apparent value of the building would increase automatically because of the increase in uh, rent. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. So I'm actually working on a, like right now I've got seven buildings that I'm working on. It's about 40 million in assets, just over 200 units. And I've, I've uh, filled uh, five of those buildings and half of the, the sixth building. And, uh, you know, I'll send you the package. You can have a look at it and that may give you a little bit of inspiration and some ideas of how to look at this. The challenge is, is that there are lots of other people competing in the space. And so you have to be ready to go before you put an offer in, right? So you have to have your cash ready. You have to have your, you know, your ability to close and you have to understand all the pieces, right? So getting your team together is going to be really important. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you, you got to get your, your mortgage, uh, like, and it's not the same mortgage people usually that you're working with. Like you're working with the commercial, at, let's say BMO, 
or the commercial at CIBC, not the residential, right? Different branch. You may you want to have your holding company probably ready to go. Um, so okay. that you can, you know, have that ready. You're going to want to have your, you know, um, the person you're going to use for insurance ready to go. Right? You're going to want to have all those pieces ready to go and then, um, you know, proceed uh, uh, with once you've got that, you know, your ducks in a row. And then that way, when you put an offer in, you have the cash, you have the financing, you know, you know how they'll evaluate the, the deal. You can move ahead with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the the incorporation was the other was the other not not hurdle but the other the other step for me because all, all of my properties are are held personally. And that's, yeah. and at the time at the time I was happy I was happy with what I had so I just stopped investing and I stopped looking for other, for more property. But then once it just recently I started realizing how much equity I have and I thought you know what I must I might as well start. Making it work for me, work harder for me. Exactly. Yeah, you know, one thing I'm going to suggest you look at too is we've got an exercise called the return of equity calculation. And um, so when you're on the website, take a look at the return of equity calculation. It's a good way of evaluating your properties, seeing and comparing your different assets based on your re returns. It may, you know, give you a, a different insight. And then you could run the same calculation based on what you would buy an apartment building for and see what your return would be. Um, I think you'd be quite surprised at what that looks like because... Okay. Um, a lot of people have who have owned property, particularly residential property for a long time, they're stuck because they can't access the equity and or if they do, it's expensive or, you know, it's a challenge for them in some way, shape or form. Right. Um, so selling an asset and putting uh, those funds into other assets that are easily refinanceable is a better option often than staying in residential. Um, as long as you're willing to grow, right? That's the thing. You have to be willing to grow. So um, there's, you know, a couple of pieces that you need to get in place. There is, a, we've got a discount as well on setting up your, your holding company. So just like under the discount section, we have a, a paralegal that'll help you to do that. And um, she's helped me quite a few times too. So um, I think that'll be helpful. And um, so look at the discount section. And um, and then go through the roadmaps on uh, the multifamily um, uh, phase, and that'll that'll help you quite a bit. Oh, okay. So for the for the the incorporation, you, um, you, you're recommending that I would I would just go to a paralegal for that. It depends on what your like what your comfort level is, and if you already know what you want to do, right? So yeah, I, I, to be honest, I uh, in, in terms of incorporation. I only know the principle of the holding company and the property management company, but really I'm kind of a, a total rookie. Right. So you're going to want to talk to your accountant first to see how it's structured. You probably want to have multiple layers of shares, like A shares, B shares, C shares. And, um, you know, you're going to want to figure out like what, what that looks like. For the most part, most holding companies are the same. Like there's not much different okay. to them. Um, but, you know, if you have, um, you know, high income, you may want to talk to your accountant just to make sure how, how they suggest you, you set it up. But, you know, typical holding companies are the same. There's there are some variations, but they're typically the same. If you're an accountant helps you to set it up or a, a lawyer helps you to set it up, 
it'll probably cost you a lot more than if you were to have a paralegal set it up. But it's but if you haven't done it before, that's probably better to work through the professionals. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's good. Any other questions or anything that I can kind of help you? That that should get you started and get you. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. No, I, I really appreciate. It. I guess um, my 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 main concern moving forward is whether I'm going to be hitting a wall in terms of uh, not being able to to make that. Let's say. Um, if you if you say that the competition for um, the six to twelve region is 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 also pretty uh, pretty pretty uh, competitive, I'm I'm uh, I'm one I'm starting to wonder if I should I shouldn't uh, discount or dismiss the possibility of buying let's say triplexes and fourplexes. No, you should never discount anything. I bought a triplex this year, so don't like I, I like if it if it the numbers make sense, the deal makes sense, then move forward with it. I, I'm not saying I never say or I always say and right. Okay. So figure out you know maybe you do residential and you do multifamily, right? Um, there could be a point there though as you go along, like with me, that I'm not really focused on the residential, right? Like I. I bought I bought the triplex myself for myself. That's it, right? Like I didn't I like I didn't have a partnership on it or anything like that. So, like you know, it just has to make sense to you and what you want to do, um, okay. right? But um, doing both is is fine. It just make sure the numbers work, right? Okay. And if you're buying outside of the area, I would suggest you make sure that you have a property manager. Oh yes, of course. yeah. Uh, uh, in in Oshawa, uh, my the, the the last duplex that I that I converted and one of my tenants in my other duplex is property managed. Oh, okay, yeah. I think that that makes it a lot easier for you, especially when you're you're dealing with other things. I think it allows you to scale a little bit more too. Yes. Oh, for sure. Moving moving forward, I, I would I would always um, have a property manager in between okay, because there's, there's there's a value of having just the extra body between the landlord and the tenant. For so many different reasons, as as you know, as you know, yeah, for sure. There's lots of different ways of doing it, and you know that's definitely a good way for sure. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions I can address? Um, I think I'm okay. Um, I guess uh, if uh, yeah, if if you're able to to refer me to a few multi multi residential um, realtors, that would be great. At least I can start asking them questions. Uh, one of the things I would encourage you to do is attend those Q&A calls that we have twice a month. I think it's a great place to network as well as if you have other questions that come up during the month. I don't do coaching anymore. I, and so that's how I give back. Like I'll do the uh, Q&A calls and then if people have questions, I'll answer them. And then we have like, especially on the experienced call, we do more networking. So it gives you an opportunity to connect with other people, you know, how they're uh, doing things and, and then in small groups kind of uh, get to know more people. And by doing that, you start putting it out there, what you're looking for, and you're usually going to get it, you know, as long as you keep putting it out there, right? Okay. So what you want to keep doing is saying, look, I'm looking for six to 12 units in, you know, the Durham area, right? So you're going to okay, keep okay. saying that when you get into those small groups and, you know, hopefully somebody will say, oh, well, I heard about this. Right. And then you go follow it up. Right. Things like, oh, that. I see. OK, OK. Yeah. yeah. And I know I saw on one of your uh, Q&A calls that you're encouraging everybody to put beside their name 
their number of properties and, and years of uh, investing. Yeah, that's right. Because I want to make sure that people know who they're getting an answer from, right? Right, um, right. Well, I f- you have to be careful because sometimes you'll get advice from somebody who doesn't have the experience and you want to know where that's coming from. At least the, in, from my perspective, um, uh, like it's great. Everybody has advice, but not everybody has good advice. Yeah, and of course, of course. So you want to be careful of that. And that's why I, I do that. Okay, so, so glad that uh, that you could you were able to uh, to spend these this little bit of time just to point me in the right direction. Oh, it, no problem. Completely invaluable. Thank you very much, Quinn. You're welcome. All right, take care. Okay, I'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to my conversation with our member. I hope you got some valuable information out of it. If you would like to create wealth, freedom, and security through real estate investing, make sure to check out GetRealWealthy.com. Until next time, I'm Quinton D'Souza. Get out there and take action. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are provided for information purposes only and should not be construed as an offer to buy or sell any securities or to make or consider any investment or course of action. For more information, go to GetRealWealthy.com.